The Last Word with Matt Cooper. At the end of July, I drove to Castle Gregory in Kerry one weekend and it struck me on the Friday night driving down, going through places like Abbey Field, Newcastle West, then going into, well, also with Dare, and then going in pastorally into Blennerville, the number of pubs that were shut down on the main streets in really good locations, you would have thought previously, which were closed. And clearly were not just closed for that one Friday night, but were permanently closed. And I suppose it's no surprise when you learn that we have had another 108 pubs closed in 2022, according to the annual survey from Drinks Industry Group Ireland, and that we're now closing in on 2,000 pubs closed since 2005. Uh, we're going to talk to two people. We'll start with John Clendenon, who is the president of the Vintners Federation of Ireland and owner of Giltrap's Pub and Glamping in Kennedy in County Offaly. That's an unusual name for a pub, uh, Giltrap's Pub and Glamping. Does this suggest you've done, John, what others have had to do and broaden your business beyond simply selling drink? Good evening, Matt, and absolutely is, is is the answer to your question. And I think, you know, when you look at the figures that have been um, um, released today in relation to 2,000 pub closures since, since 2005, uh, really what it indicates is that in order to be in the trade today, uh, it needs to be com- commercially feasible. Um, and there's a lot of challenges that we've seen in recent times um, that are that are, you know, making those margins finer uh, and, and smaller. Uh, and I suppose really it puts the pressure on publicans in that regard. Um, and I think it's important to note that, you know, of, of the results today that have been re- um, um, released, you know, there's no county that went unscathed. So, you know, there's certainly a need for um, diversity uh, and, and, and invention and innovation. Um, but that necessarily can't be introduced everywhere for, for a whole host of reasons. But John- um, and really... John said, was it not the case, though, that realistically we used to have far too many pubs, that this is a sort of a natural attrition, that you couldn't be having towns and villages with five, seven, ten pubs with rather small populations, and particularly when a lot of people, if they're going to go to the pub, are going to be walking rather than driving? Hey, look, it's, it's, it's a fair point, Matt, but you know what we have now is a situation where we have many uh, towns or villages where there, there's no pub. Uh, and, and really, you know, there's a cultural and social aspect to pubs that I don't think we can underestimate here. You know, we, we pride ourselves on the Irish pub. It's one of our, our, our greatest exports across the world. Uh, and here at home, you know, we get tourists for, that, that come for food, entertainment, traditional music. And, you know, in our case, we've gone into glamping. But many more have, have, have diversified into different areas, such as sports, craft beers, um, and, and so on. Uh, but there's also a, a social cohesion part. Uh, and that, you know, social capital piece in towns and villages um, that is necessary, and I suppose there, there's a there's a domino effect of such here that there, that is a major risk where you know when, when one business or one entity goes in a village that the rest goes, and I think this was very evident uh, and apparent during COVID, where you know a lot of towns and villages the lights went out at nine o'clock, um, and it essentially was the soul gone until the next day when shops opened the next morning, uh, and really what we want to see now um, is initiatives introduced to try and make it more feasible uh, for. Republicans to survive. We only want to stem the flow of, of, of these figures in the wrong direction. You know, 2,000 pubs in, 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 in 17 years is a startling statistic. Uh, and really what we're hoping for now 
is that consideration will be giving and we're putting it forward to government that there would be a 15% reduction in excise over a two-year period, uh, 7.5% per annum. And I think it's important to put that in perspective. You know, Ireland is one of the highest levels of excise in, in Europe, uh, with you know the highest in wine, second highest in beer, third highest in spirits. Uh, and when you look at it from an unweighted perspective, you know, we're second behind Finland. So there, there's certainly scope there um, to, to introduce measures that would improve the commercial viability. I think it's necessary not just to, to support publicans that are there, um, but also in terms of like where you might have a, a generation handover um, or to try and encourage um, you know, a new, new entrance into the market. It has to be an appealing proposition, uh, and I think it's important that we see that social and, and cultural peace protected in all corners of the country. Okay, Michael Healy Ray, in your own constituency of Kerry, as I said, I was down in Castle Gregory and I had a very enjoyable night in Fitzgerald's pub down there, which is, I think, possibly one of only a couple surviving pubs in that particular town. But there was a couple of beautiful thriving restaurants, one of which I was in. Is it just literally what people want has changed, that people want a night out in a restaurant now rather than a pub which doesn't serve food? And if the pubs don't invest in the kitchens and better facilities, then they will go out of business because people don't want to go there. Yes, well, first of all, good evening, Matt, to you and to your listeners. And uh, you are correct. But I suppose the first thing we have to say, the cost of doing business in Ireland is gone through the roof at present. The energy costs, uh, all of the, the other hidden costs in running a business and keeping a door open at present, it's just gone very, very expensive. But with regard to the pubs, I suppose from my own point of view, and Castle Gregory is one of the areas that are on my list uh, going back over the last 25 or 30 years, doing clinics uh, alongside with my late father, Jackie. And sadly, many of those pubs that we have been going to back over the years have indeed closed. But we, ha- we know what the problems are. What we have to talk about, in my opinion, is the solutions. Good, because I was just about to ask you for solutions, so yes. take away. Yes. Well, can I just highlight one thing? And I, I'm not a negative person, as you know. If I see politicians doing something good, I'll compliment them, and I don't care who they are. So, for example, if you look at what uh, the government did uh, during the pandemic to help small businesses, they did a lot. And they really, in my opinion, they saved a lot of businesses uh, of closing and they actually kept them in such a way that when the pandemic was over and when it was allowable to do so, they were able to open their doors. So politics does work if they want it to work. But what my attitude about the government is they should be looking at simple things now, for example, like the excise. Drink is too expensive at the moment. And even the zero, zero drinks. I drink zero, the crown inside the carry drink. I drink that now. I haven't had a drink with seven years in March. I'm not counting the days or anything, but it is that little time. But at the same time, I desperately want to see our pubs stay open. I desperately want to see people enjoying drink for what it is. It's a great pastime for people to go out and meet people. Sociable drinking is a great thing for people to do. I'm very worried, Matt, that government should be doing more. With regards, for example, the insurance costs, the excise costs, the energy costs, these are things that the government could help us with. They helped us before. And like I say, I'm not negative about it. They did help us when we needed help. But from the first September, the cost of fuel go up. That doesn't make sense. 
because that's going to again cost business and if it's going to cost business it's going to make it harder for people to keep their businesses feasible the other thing that's happening in rural ireland not just in urban ireland Matt, and we mightn't like talking about this we mightn't like admitting it but we have to tell the truth drugs are taking over from drink yep and anybody, and I don't want to come on your radio and brand young people or middle-aged people or older people and say, oh, well, they're all taking drugs. But we have to admit one thing. There is more people taking drugs now and drugs are more easily available. And you might say, what type of drugs? I'll tell you what type of drugs there. It's pills, it's cocaine, it's every type of goddamn thing you can put up your nose and in your mouth and, and, and heaven protect us injecting into your arms. That's what people are doing. And they're going for a cheaper, in spontaneous high that they can have quickly. Then they're going to the local pub and literally they're not going there for the drink at all. They're going to nightclubs and all the people are getting from them if they're in the nightclub scene is what they get off them at the door because they're not buying anything else because they're on that high and they don't need to get any higher than what they actually have. And that's from the buying of a pill or the injection or whatever they're taking. And that's a horrible, and like, I don't want to see that happening. One thing that I want to pick you up on, Matt, because you were very astute when you said it. You said, did we have too many pubs? Well, I want to give you an unusual statistic of a great town in in Kerry, Carasivine. You'd find this hard to believe, but not that long ago, there was actually 52 pubs in Carasivine. You could have gone to a different pub every week. You could have been bad, and you wouldn't have to go back there for another 12 months because you, would, you, you could have gone to a different pub every week in Carasivine. So maybe having 52 pubs in a town was unsustainable, but we certainly want to see the ones that are there at present remaining open. But you see, we have the same difficulty with shops, smaller shops. Like, and again, that comes back to the whole idea that doing business in Ireland at present is very expensive. And the only people that know that are people who are running small businesses. And what we're lacking in government, Matt, is people who are doing something else other than politics, because they're all at politics, but they know very little about life because okay. they're not paying men or women on a Friday evening and they don't know then what, what it actually takes to run a business. Okay, I'm going to finish with John Clendenin again as president of the Vintners Federation of Ireland because it's a usual complaint that's coming in from a lot of listeners and I think possibly the answer is in some of what Michael Healy Ray said about the costs that have to be covered. But people feel that they've been charged too much for the drinks that they've been served in the pubs and that perhaps not enough effort goes in as well into making those pubs an attractive place for them to visit. Well, look, it, it comes down to a customer's preference, Matt, um, to, be, to be brutally honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, I think if you look at what has happened in our trade over the course of the, of the pandemic in particular, um, the level of resilience and the level of innovation that was introduced in order to try and counteract the, the challenges that we faced, you, you saw a lot of diverse, diversity. Um, so I, I don't think it is from the want of trying that, that publicans are trying to step but by up to some the of your and, members, and, possibly, and the ones I, who didn't try hard enough are the ones who were going out of business, maybe. Yeah, look, there, there may be a case where, where, where you know commercial feasibility is is an issue, but it may not necessarily be down to the want of trying. You know, I, I think we need to be cognizant of the fact here now that you know people in this day and age are you know the pub is competing 
with the holidays and the cost of us all, the subscription to the gym, the you know the subscription to the, to, the, to channels, whatever the case may be, uh, and we have to fight for our, our peace. But you know, in order to provide that quality and that service and that product experience, it comes at a cost. And you know, whether it be energy, labour, inflation, insurance, transport. Or okay. the actual experience that comes at a cost, and you know the top line has to su- succeed, sir, uh, supersede the bottom line uh, in terms of expenses. And I think that's the challenge that we're seeing now, and we're trying to put pro- um, proposals forward to, to make it more feasible that we would not just see, as I said previously, you know, current um, operators stay in business, but that it would become a, an attractive proposition as a trade for whether it be from generation to generation handover or to encourage new entrants into the market. Right, thank you very much John Clendenin and Michael Healy-Ray. What Michael said about drug use seems to have struck a chord with many of you who are getting in touch and that is something we will get back to. In fact, there's a related topic coming up later in this hour in relation to Alcohol Action Ireland don't want the pubs to be open later, uh, which is a big proposal for urban areas. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today